Hey, welcome back. Uh, in this episode, we are going to talk about two things. So we are carrying on with the foundational things that we need to do before we even launch a ad. So those two things, um, there's three main things we need to do, but we might only get time to talk about two of them today. Uh, so it's going to be conversion tracking setup um, and the LinkedIn insights tag installation. So those are the two main things. Um, the third one is custom audience creation, uh, which we can use for retargeting. So I'm not sure if we're going to make time for that one today, um, but we'll try to cover two out of the three at the very least. All right. And I'm going to walk you through step-by-step because these are things you absolutely need to do before you run an ad. Or if you have an ongoing campaign that you've already launched and you don't have the insights tag installed, you don't have conversion tracking set up, or you don't have your custom audiences created, like... I would pay a lot of money to get them set up today, or I would stop running the ads um, until you have it because you're wasting a lot of money. Um, So let's jump right in and we're going to start with the insights tag. So if you um, were following with me last time, uh, you should know where it is, but if not, I'm going to start from the basics. So you log into your LinkedIn ads account. um, You'll see the menu at the top, it says account assets. Uh, If you click the drop down menu from account assets, you'll see uh, insight tag. So when you click that, and again, the insights tag is like LinkedIn's, we touched on this last time a little bit. The LinkedIn insights tag is like the Google tag or the Facebook pixel. It's what allows us to track website visitors. Um, So it kind of identifies the IP address or, or whatever of the people that click Uh, through your LinkedIn ads onto your website so that we can see what they do, if they convert, and then also uh, retarget them with additional ads. One one extra clarification um, that's important to make is that LinkedIn Insights Tag does not just track the traffic from LinkedIn paid ads. So that's a that's a really common misconception, and people don't realize this. Um, you know, if they haven't run LinkedIn paid ads before, or some that do, is that the insights tag detects all website traffic. Um, so it actually picks up people that come to your website, no matter where they come from. So if you are already running SEO, writing blogs, you have organic traffic coming to your website. If you're running Google ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads. Um, you have email outreach, anything you're doing that drives traffic to your website, the LinkedIn insights tag picks it up. So this is really important for a, a couple of reasons. Number one, you don't have to use LinkedIn ads just to run, you know, to carve out a brand new channel starting from scratch. Um, in fact, if you haven't run LinkedIn ads before and you want to get started with the least amount of risk possible, this would be my best Uh, advice is get the insights tag installed on your website and um, set up your custom audiences, uh, which we'll get into as well, and just let that information collect. So without even running any LinkedIn ads, let your insights tag um, track the traffic that you're already running so that in a couple of, in a month or two, depending on how much traffic your website naturally gets or through other channels, you can start retargeting those that traffic with LinkedIn ads. So for example, my, my absolute favorite thing to do um, is to retarget Google search traffic uh, on LinkedIn with LinkedIn retargeting ads. And so 
thing, I mean, if you're running Google search traffic, it, you know, I'm not going to explain what that is uh, on this one, but, but basically people are coming to Google, they're searching really high intent things. So again, for us, let's say we do LinkedIn paid ads management. Uh, shameless plug right there is just a good example. So people are coming to to Google and they're they're typing in things like you know our best one is LinkedIn advertising agency. So that's not just like you know what's the ad specs for this or it's not just like knowledge seeking. People are coming with super high intent to Google um, and they're looking for a solution. They already are aware they have a problem. They're looking for a solution and you're paying top dollar for those clicks. But you can see why that's bottom of the funnel. Like that's just you know, other agencies competing for, for someone that is pretty ready to convert. Um, so you, you're paying for that traffic. They're coming on your website, but they're shopping around. They're going to look at four or five of your other competitors. And then, you know, and in a week or two or three or six, they're going to make their final decision. So if that was your only touch and maybe you're doing Google display retargeting, but that's not as powerful. What really works is if you stay in front of that uh, Google click, that website visit that came from Google with LinkedIn retargeting ads um, with a plan, but even without a plan, just showing up on their LinkedIn feed after they visited your website and got there from Google, uh, it does two things. It helps carve out LinkedIn as its own positive ROI channel, uh, basically risk-free. I mean, for $10 a day on ad spend, uh, a retargeting ad can stay in front of a, an audience of about 2000, like $10 a day is all you need um, for, a, for an, an audience that's about 2000 big. And it's not just enough to like, for them to see it, you know, a couple of times a week, $10 a day, and the audience is under 2000 people, you have a frequency of four, five, six, a lot of them are seeing your ad, you know, once every day that they log in. Um, so they're seeing your ad a dozen, you know, dozens of times. It's enough to actually stay in front of them, pester them and nudge them. Um, so that's my little spiel about um, why the insights tag is so freaking important and what else it can do. Like it, it's what allows you to segment too. So no matter what, if you're thinking about running Google ads, if you're, if you're running other channels, you're not running um, LinkedIn ads yet, the very, very minimum, get the insights tag installed and run, uh, collect the data, run retargeting. So let me walk you through getting that insights tag uh, installed. So you clicked account assets, you clicked insights tag, and what pops up um, is usually three options. It says, I will install the tag myself, I will send the tag to a developer, or I will use tag manager. Uh, so options two and three are a little advanced. Um, I would say... Well, not advanced. Using a tag manager um, to do this is advanced. Um, if you're sending it to your developer, then that's all you need to do. You click the option. It gives you, um, you input an email or you send it to yourself and forward it to them. But basically it's just giving them, give them the code and instructions. Um, I'm going to walk you through doing it yourself. So even if you believe that you're going to send it to your developer, um, I'm going to challenge you to, to continue to listen to this so that you have the basic understanding of how this works. Because um, newsflash, it's actually not as complicated as you might think. Um, it's about a 30-second job for your developer. It might take you about you know, 10 minutes <laughs> just to navigate, uh, but it's, it's really not that bad. So um, you'll be happy that you did this. So if you click, I will install the tag myself, a big block of code drops down 
and it looks really intimidating. Like, you know, you're, you're now a hacker and you're going to have to like hack something with this code, but I, I guarantee you it's not that bad. Um, and it has some short instructions. So the instructions are paste the insight tag code below your website's global footer, um, right above the closing HTML. So all this means, uh, is that we're going to copy this code. So if you hover over that block block of code, it says copy code to clipboard. Um, and then we're going to drop it in our website in the global footer. And I'll give you a tiny backstory of that. If you're, if you don't tinker with your own website, um, website, um, think of like a letter has a header, you know, so there's like this hidden section at the top of your page and a hidden section at the bottom. And we're in, there's codes and tags that you can insert into those that aren't visible on the pages of your website. Um, but that, you know, allow us to track or tag certain actions. So we're just inserting this code into the global footer. Um, and global just means that if we do it into this one uh, global header footer, it will put it on every single page of the website. The alternative would be if you literally go to each page of the website and drop this in the footer, it would have the same effect. But uh, I think you can see dropping it into the global footer a lot easier because it's just one and done. So um, next step would be to actually log into your website. Um, and if you haven't done, I mean, so if you're if you're a business owner, then yeah, you've probably been in your website. You're probably not the one developing it um, unless you're a scrappy startup, which is a lot of us and probably a big chunk of my audience because we're kind of scrappy and like to have our hands in everything and, and mess things up and tinker more than we should. Um, maybe that's just me. Cool. Um, so if you, if you log into the admin side of your website and everyone's website's different. So I know this is going to sound weird, but, uh, Google it, um, you know, Google put tracking code, um, for Wix website or WordPress website or where to put my LinkedIn insights code for, or you could just do global header footer, like locating the global, the global footer for Wix, um, or WordPress or, um, Squarespace or whatever. I, a lot of them are the same. Um, they're the same, but they're different. Like where they have it in that admin panel can be slightly different, but they all have it. Um, and it's, uh, let me, let me log into mine. Uh, so I have WordPress. Um, I have WordPress and usually it's under, I think appearances. Um, and then it has header footer. You can also get like a plugin. I think it's called header. It's something like header footer plugin. Um, and basically it just gives you a really easy option to just drop code. Um, and it, it places it where you need it to. Um, but on most of these or on some of them, I think it's uh, Wix or Squarespace. They have like a marketing attribution section, and then it has options for, um, inserting code. Uh, and then you just drop it in there. And all you have to do is you copy your code, you find where your global header footer is, and you paste that code. Um, usually when you get into the global footer, you'll see a bunch of other codes. Um, you know, if, if, if it's not a brand new website, if it has other stuff on there, there's going to be a couple other pieces of code, just scroll to the bottom, um, leave a space and paste this code in, into that spot and then save. Um, that is actually all you have to do. Uh, so they've made it pretty easy. It sounds really scary. Like, yeah, you, you really think you're, you're going to have to be a hacker. Um, but you drop that in there. And then the next thing you want to do is you want to make sure that it's working. You want to make sure that you did it correctly, that it's seeing it, um, and that it's working. So if you go back into your LinkedIn ad campaign, and I would say 
you might want to wait like 15 minutes, you know, don't get too impatient. Like it's just going to show up super fast. Um, but if you go back into your um, campaign manager and you click insights tag again, this time, you know, maybe 15 minutes from now, it should show up with um, a lit. Well, it won't have a list. It'll have your domain name of where you put. So our new one is impactable. Um, dot co. And I think we just bought the dot com. And then it says last signal received and signal permission. So if you did it right, it should have your domain listed and it should have a green dot and it should say like, you know, 15, 20 minutes ago. Um, and just to make sure, uh, especially if you have a website that doesn't have a ton of traffic, you might need to actually just go to your website like a couple of times um, just so after you install that tag and save it, just so you have, you know, you know that you have a visitor there in the next five minutes and then just wait 15. Um, so it should show up there. And, and when that turns green and it says that, you know, you had a last signal received 15, 20 minutes ago, boom, you know that you did it correctly. Um, and if that didn't work, you know, try Googling some more, reach out. Um, you can go on Upwork and you can get some help with that as well. You know, there's someone that would do it for like uh, 50 bucks probably. Um, it's not something that, you know, we do as a standalone, but uh, it should be pretty easy. And if you have a website developer, you could usually pass that on to them. So the next thing that uh, we're going to do is uh, conversion tracking setup. So this is a really big one uh, because again, you know, how do we know that what we're doing is even working? Is it, you know, are we breaking even? Are we positive ROI? Are we working towards a positive ROI? Are we at least making progress? So back under accounts assets, second from the top, uh, unless there's an update, is conversions. And if you click on conversions and you don't have anything set up right now, um, you can create you can click create a conversion over on the right hand side. And um, and also right there under conversions, uh, that toggle uh, right under website tracking, it has tag domains. That's also where it should show if your insights tag is installed. So on the right, if you click, uh, create a conversion. You have a three-step. They're changing this right now, but um, the account that I'm looking at right now has a three-step process. So first, you name your conversion. I would keep it simple: contact form submission, webinar sign up, booked call, purchase. Um, you know, whatever. Name it, and then click on number one. Enter your settings. Um, so we'll walk through this. On the the first one is choose a type that best describes the action you want website visitors to complete. Uh, and it has a drop-down menu. I would say don't overthink it. Um, most of the time, so 90% of clients I work with, they're just tracking like um, website form submissions, you know, contact us form submission. So that would just be a lead. Um, so it'll just highlight lead and bada bing, bada boom, you're done. Um, the other common ones would be a download, um, a job apply, a job apply, a um, purchase, a subscribe, a booked call, um, or a book appointment. And I think there's a phone call. So those are the main ones or a key page view. If you just want to be like, oh, let's keep track of the people that, you know, clicked on pricing. And we'll call that like a micro conversion because it, they didn't actually complete the action, but they they took a step towards it and I still want to track that. So I'd say that's that's viable. Um, the next would be estimate how much the conversion is worth. So 
in in this basic demo, you could probably, if you don't just know off the top of your head what a form fill is worth, a, a lead is worth, a booked call is worth, I would say you could either just leave that blank or you could take your best guess today and you could always update it um, up or down as you go. Um, we've, we have it pretty fleshed out and I'll probably do a, like a formula of, of how to come to that later on. Um, but you know, we, we have a really good idea of what our, uh, booked calls are our average purchase, um, and, and what we would put for that. The next two things I usually just leave as standard. So it's set the window of time after someone clicks or views your ad for a conversion to be counted. So clicks is usually 30 days and views is usually seven days. And all that means is that if someone interacts with your ad, how long is it reasonable to wait? Um, and then they and then they take the action that you're wanting to track, how long of a gap is acceptable for that still to be counted? So if someone viewed my ad you know, today and then four months from now, finally comes back and books a call, do I want that to count as a conversion for this ad? Or am I thinking that this ad probably wasn't the, you know, the final straw that broke the camel's back that pushed them to that? I, so I keep the standard uh, 30 days for clicks, seven days for views. Um, I think that's pretty reasonable. People think about things, mull it over, and then they'll come back. Um, and then the next one is really important. So we'll spend some time here. Um, and then the next, the next two are super easy. We can breeze through them. But this one's big. And I would challenge you, if you're running LinkedIn ads already, um, to go into your conversions and check this setting because most agencies that run LinkedIn ads for clients, they have this set up for their benefit and not for you. And what I mean by that, well, I'll explain what I mean by that. So the two options um, for the attribution model is by default, it's last touch each campaign. And I would say that LinkedIn by default uh, chooses what's best for them as well um, and not what's best for you. Uh, and then the second option is last touch, last campaign. So last touch each campaign. What does that mean? That means that if someone interacted with your ad, clicked it or viewed it, and then took the action that you want them to do, which we'll just say booked call uh, to be make it easy. Um, how is that conversion counted? So in the first one, if it's last touch each campaign, um, if someone sees five of my ads and then they book a call, last touch each campaign would give a conversion credit to each ad they interacted with before converting. So if they interacted with five of my ads through clicks or views before booking a call, uh, each of those five ads would get a conversion. Um, as you can see, the, the big problem with that is that it's overstating how many conversions we have. In the back end, in real life, we only have one conversion. We only have one booked call. Only one new call came on my calendar. But on the LinkedIn dashboard, it's going to show five conversions. So, you know, for the marketing agency that's running LinkedIn ads for someone, it's really nice. Obviously, we have all these conversions and huh, you, you assign a $150 conversion value to each of those. And you're really, really, really overstating the, the, you know, the results that you're getting for your client because you're, you're overstating it by five times. So um, I don't like it for that. 
So why would anyone ever want to use that? And what would be the point of it? So I will give you the other side of the coin. Um, so I would say I don't like it uh, for that reason. And that's enough reason for me not to use it. But there is another side of the coin that's important for you to understand. So why would it be helpful to know each ad they interacted with before converting? Okay, well, that now it sounds pretty obvious when I say it like that. Um, because it's a journey. Ads are not so transactional. And it's really good mentally to understand that. Um, and to visually see it, because um, it really did open my eyes when I, when I initially had it and I was frustrated with, um, you know, just trying to get the numbers to match. Like I had eight calls that I got from LinkedIn ads. And I know that because that's what my clients were telling me. And, um, and that's what my other attribution software was telling me. But the LinkedIn ads um, console or reporting dashboard was saying it was like 22 and it, it was frustrating. Um but then what I realized was it was really good information to know that some of these ads were like doing alley-oops or assists for the ad that eventually closed them. And it let me see the importance of ads that don't lead to conversions right away. Um, and I got to see the type of ads that were part of a journey that weren't the end conversion. And so um, now when I'm optimizing, even though I have, you know, this ad that has all the conversions, I know how it works. And I, I'm really slow to say this ad is not getting conversions. Let me cut it off because I'm well aware, especially in retargeting how other ads can influence and assist the final ad that converts. Um, and that's a really, really, really important process of how just marketing in general works is it's not so transactional that the last ad that actually gets the booked call is what you should sink all your money into. Um, in fact, there's we we did an audit of an account where they started chasing conversions and the conversions really dried up because of that. Um, so I'll give you that example. Cold ads. Uh, let's say your your budget is two hundred dollars a day. Um, at first, you know all the money was going into cold ads. Two hundred dollars a day into cold ads. They're building up a retargeting audience. Um, and they start getting into retargeting and they start sh shuffling some of that money as they should into retargeting. Uh, so now they're spending 200 on cold and $50 a day on retargeting. Cool. That's, that's a good start. Or, you know, that's actually, it might be a more than you should have, but whatever. Um, and the retargeting ads start really converting. They're getting booked calls. They're, you know, previously with $200 a day on cold ads, they were getting, you know, two or three booked calls uh, a month from this, um, if that. And once they got into retargeting with $50 a day, they're getting twice that. They're getting three to, they're getting four to six booked calls um, with a fourth of the spend. And so, you know, you see where that thought process is going. They start moving more and more of the budget into retargeting. Pretty soon it's $50 a day to cold audience and $150 a day to retargeting. And then the, the conversion started drying up. Um, and what happened is it's, it, it was that heavy spend on cold ads that was pouring new prospects into the top of the, the pipeline, the top of the funnel that was fueling the retargeting campaign that, that allowed the retargeting campaign to convert so much. And then they shifted the funds and they actually cut off the supply of what was of what was fueling the retargeting campaign, and then the campaign dried up. Um, and it's the same with ad structure 
of, you know, you have to be very, very conscious of, of how marketing works, what influences, and it's not just so cut and dry. Um, so those are the, the main, the main things with conversions. Um, let me see if we missed anything here. And, uh, so the next thing after you pick that is you would just go to, uh, number two, you would attach them to your campaigns, uh, just select all, um, and hit attach. And then on the third option, you would just simply say, um, you know, how do I, do I define this conversion? And the two main ones are insight tag, which is what I recommend and event specific pixel. So event specific pixel is a little harder to set up. It involves Google tag manager and, um, taking this piece of code and putting it into like a Google tag, uh, conversions that you have set up there. Um, Insight tag page load is much, much easier. It's basically saying if someone hits this URL, count that as a conversion. So you do page load, you would change the match URL to contains, uh, and then you would just put the part of that URL that you want to track. So for, for most people, if they submit a contact us form, um, they're going to hit a thank you page and them hitting the URL that has thank you in it is what triggers that conversion. So it makes it super easy and then it makes it easier to segment too. So ours is if they hit the thank you page, it's a form of submission. If they book a call, they hit a call booked confirmed page. And if they purchase, they end up on a purchase confirmed page. Uh, so we're able to track all of those different segments of conversions. Um, after that, you would hit create and you have that conversion set up. Um, so we're running out of time here. Um, so we're not going to be able to dive into custom audiences. Uh, but that will be the very next thing that we set up is creating custom audiences, um, giving yourself or whoever's managing it the proper access. Um, and then we should probably not be able to create a campaign or an, an ad right away, but then we'll walk through the actual, when you go to set up a create a campaign, what does that look like? What are your ad type options um, and, and the different settings, targeting, things like that before we create it. So that's what's going to be next on deck and, and join me for that. Thanks.